from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. In a previous episode of the podcast, we highlighted CUNA's recent Women in Credit Union Leadership issue brief with a conversation between Mike Shank, Chief Economist and Deputy Chief Advocacy Officer at CUNA, and Samira Salem, Vice President for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at CUNA. This week, we continue to explore the findings of this research through discussions with three female CEOs in the credit union movement. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, I explore some of the trends identified in the brief with Karen Madry, CEO of Athena Federal Credit Union in Marion, Indiana, Stephanie Tubner, CEO of Blue Federal Credit Union in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Tracy Kenyon, CEO of Montana's Credit Unions in Helena. Madri, Tubner, and Kenyon share their thoughts on how the research findings reflect their experiences as female leaders in the credit union movement. As the CEO of a small credit union, Karen Madry has a first-hand perspective on why the environment at small credit unions provides leadership opportunities for women. Madry and I address this and more. Karen, I'd like to start by getting a sense of your career path and specifically how you advanced into credit union leadership roles and your current role as president CEO at Afina. Well, I can tell you that I've always enjoyed finance, and I wanted to be an accountant ever since I was a sophomore in high school. And I did follow that path. My degree is in accounting, and I'm one of those individuals who actually worked in the field that they went to school for. Uh, But I bounced around from industry to industry, and it wasn't until later in life that I actually landed at a bank, which was LaSalle Bank in Chicago. LaSalle was subsequently acquired. When I left there, I was a vice president. And when it was acquired, it was acquired by Bank of America. And there was no place for me in Bank of America. And quite frankly, I just didn't want to go there. And I was at a point where I really didn't know what I was going to do next in my career. I had several offers from banks, but none of them appealed to me. And then the credit union that I had been a member of for 14 years prior happened to post a position for director of finance. And the job description was really big. (laughs) And I talked to my boss at LaSalle and I asked him, I said, so do you think I can do this? He's like, for sure you can. He said, go ahead and apply. And so I did. And when I talked to the CEO, we hit it off right away. And he told me, he says, look, whatever you don't know, the one thing about the credit union industry is that you can call somebody and they will help you. He says, I'm a marketing person, but there are plenty financial people that will help you to succeed. I was like, wow. So I took the job. And when I took the job, he brought me in to be his partner to run the credit union. I took care of all the back office, the finances, the analysis, and also I was a face 
of the credit union in the community because the credit union actually was in the community that I lived in. So I was able to build financial literacy programs there and just satisfy two different sides of my personality. So I could do the accounting piece, that analytical part, and yet I was able to do the social aspect. And I realized when I worked at the credit union, I really felt good about myself. Very different feeling than it was at the bank. So that credit union was also acquired. I had become vice president of finance. We decided to merge. And when we did that, I actually made the recommendation to the board and I knew I would be out of a job. So here I was back in the job market again, but I knew I wanted to stay in this industry. So there weren't very many opportunities in Illinois. It's kind of interesting because my marketing person and the CEO told me, you should apply for a CEO's job. And I was like, I don't think I'm there yet. (laughs) So I took a job in Maine at a $260 million credit union as the executive vice president, chief financial officer, and COO. And I gained a lot of additional experience while I was there. It was really great for me because it gave me an opportunity to see how a larger credit union was ran. But I became homesick, so I only stayed there for 14 months and came back to Illinois and made a decision that I would be more intentional about where I landed. When I came back, I decided that it was time for me to seek a CEO's position because I knew that I was not going to be able to impact that change unless I found a CEO who had that same vision. So I started my search, and ironically enough, I was in the process of interviewing for a credit union in Illinois when the recruiter called me about Athena. And when I researched the demographics, it really spoke to me very loudly. When I researched the other institutions in the community, it really felt like this was a community that had a need for the vision that I had for the credit union. So I interviewed for a CEO's job and I was selected. And that's where my journey began seven years ago. Thank you so much for sharing that story and what I think is so valuable about hearing these individual stories is that it really provides the detail and the human aspects of what some of the research that CUNA has done is really bearing out. So in CUNA's recent Women in Leadership issue brief, our researchers found that women executives are significantly more common at credit unions compared to other financial institutions. And I'd like to know, based on your own experiences that you've just told us about, as well as your observations of the movement and the industry, Do you have any thoughts on why credit unions have that healthier gender balance? I saw in the banking industry where women were able to reach middle level management. So a vice president and a bank is basically middle level management because there still were about four or five steps above that to even get to the C-suite level. And I did not see any women in the C-suite. Credit unions 
the employee base is generally predominantly women. My credit union employs 32 individuals and 27 of them are women. And in the credit union industry, it is common for them to promote from within. So we have a lot of CEO, women CEOs who started out of high school or at a young age as a teller, and they managed to work their way up through to the point where they are in a C-suite position. And I think some of that has to do with credit unions. They like to keep the momentum going. So it's easier for me to promote from within someone who understands what we're trying to do and keep that ball moving forward than it is to go to the outside and get someone and have them adapt to our environment. The other thing is that credit unions collaborate a lot more. So what happens is, at least I believe, that when it comes down to women advancing in the credit union industry, they have the support of their colleagues because they've worked together all along. And so most boards recognize the value of that collaborative effort, and therefore they're open to moving people into higher positions, whether they're women or men. And sort of related to that, we've really found in this research that women CEOs are relatively more common at smaller institutions, so what we would consider to be small credit unions. And I really want to ask you if you see anything different about the environment at a small credit union that creates more equitable leadership opportunities. Smaller institutions seem to be more horizontal. So the collaboration between the staff creates those opportunities. In larger organizations, larger credit unions, they are more hierarchical. So the structure is such that you still have that glass ceiling. So women in larger credit unions tend to get to that middle level management position, but they still have that glass ceiling that they have a hard time to break. Also in larger credit unions, I still think the majority of the boards of credit unions are men. And when you get to a larger credit union, quite often the mindset changes a little bit and it's more competitive, less mission-driven and more, I hate to say it, but somewhat profit-driven and, and more of that competitive nature. And so they don't mind seeking external sources to fill their C-suite positions because they feel like the buffer between the CEO and let's say the teller is so far removed that it does not matter if that same synergy is there that is important in a small credit union. Stephanie Tubner had experience in the banking industry before joining the credit union movement, allowing her to speak to the leadership differences between the two. Tubner and I consider this and other topics. Stephanie, I want to start off by getting a sense of your career path, just specifically how you have moved through your various credit union leadership roles into your current role as president CEO. 
So kind of going back to even prior to credit union leadership, I worked in the bank world, put myself through college and working in a bank, had the chance to just do all kinds of different things in a small community bank that really kind of maybe gave me a taste for leadership and just the financial services industry. What really got me started was an opportunity to run a really small credit union, only about $5 million in Casper, Wyoming. And I did that for, gosh, almost like five years or so, I think it was. And of course, when you're in a small credit union like that, you kind of learn everything, right? Just a jack of all trades. You have to do a little bit of everything. So I truly think that kind of brought me a great perspective relative to how credit unions operate and function and And then I was offered an opportunity to be the vice president of administration at Warren Federal Credit Union, which is the current credit union I'm with. We just have changed our name over the years, but it was Warren Federal Credit Union at the time. And I was in that role for a couple of years. And um, we had some turnover in the CEO role, which then gave me an opportunity to be executive vice president. And then I was only executive vice president for about 18 months. And then I was given the opportunity to be the CEO here. And so that really is kind of my evolution up into the CEO role. So I've been in my role now for 16 years. Yeah. And it's very interesting to hear that you started at a bank because our women in leadership issue brief kind of found that a CEO of a credit union is more than six times as likely to be a woman than a CEO of a bank. And that's even after accounting for differences in asset size. So from your experience, having started in the banking world and then having moved into the credit union world, what do you think makes this more possible at credit unions instead of banks? From my perspective, and especially because of where I got started, the smaller credit unions is where you can get a start, right? As a CEO or a leadership role, at least that's how it feels to me and kind of an outside perspective looking at different sizes. And I know asset size has somewhat of an impact, but um, I do think for whatever reason, credit unions are just given that opportunity to, I guess, be a CEO of a smaller credit union. The only other thing I can think of is um, community banks, financial institutions, a lot of them because of their ownership structure kind of naturally leads to or has traditionally led to sort of a male-dominated leadership. That's just kind of speaking from my gut, but there's just no question there's more women in leadership and credit unions. So the issue brief also found that women are more likely to rise to the role of CEO at credit unions than at banks. And that's, at, again, at every asset level. How consistent is this finding with your own experience or the experiences of the other women that you know who are leaders within the movement? I think there is definitely, and my experience has been that women move up in the organization and become CEO as opposed to just being recruited and hired as CEO. Interestingly about that, though, what my instinct tells me is that because there's women CEOs of smaller organizations or credit unions that are growing, right? They tend to have more women just in leadership in general, right? So, you know, their executive teams are comprised, I think, of more women than traditional banks. And so then it allows more opportunity for women then to go into that CEO role because they're already in leadership roles. You know, I think of my own credit union over the years, 
you know, depending at what point, but, you know, I think women have been the majority at times. And I'd also like to address just the process of women advancing into those leadership roles and how quickly or slowly that's happening. Is movement to the C-suite happening too slowly? I think we're seeing more and more of it, whether or not it, the pace of it, what I think we're going to see, um, and, but I think this is across the industry in general, is that we have so many CEOs retiring. And what's going to happen with that in those roles? Are they going to be more women coming up into the, the roles with the retirement trend that's happening? And then who's going to backfill some of those roles, whether it's male or female? But so I think the bigger question is, is how much will those retiring CEOs fill their role with an internal candidate? Succession is such a big thing anyway. I think it starts with the question of, are we bringing up just talent in general to fill these CEO roles? And then to your question, how much of those are women? And what does that mean for the future of credit unions going forward? I think the other huge impact is consolidation. What is consolidation going to do to the role of women CEOs? Especially if you look at the larger credit unions are predominantly male leadership. So then what does that look like going forward? As a league CEO, Tracy Kenyon has a big picture view of female leadership in credit unions and on credit union boards in her state. Kenyon and I discuss this and more. Tracy, first off, I'd like to learn a little bit more about your background and your career path through the credit union movement and some of the leadership roles that you've held in addition to your current role as president CEO? I have spent 36 and a half years in the credit union movement and have loved every minute of it. I worked for four different credit unions and two leagues in four states. So I've worked in Washington, Oregon, Utah, and Montana. I often joke that I'm definitely a Western girl and actually started my career right out of college as a telephone receptionist for a large credit union, was blessed to only be on that phone for about six weeks. And then I got my first promotion into the lending area. And within about a year, I was managing a real estate loan department. And then I moved from that credit union to doing collections and IRA work, which was interesting. And then I had an opportunity to be a marketing director for another credit union. And the last actual natural person credit union that I worked with, I had the opportunity to build a corporate training program. And then I moved from my native state of Oregon to Utah, where I worked for the Utah League of Credit Unions and started a corporate training program there and eventually was promoted and ran the dues side of the house as the senior vice president of dues supported services. And then 20 years ago, I was recruited to come to Montana and be the CEO of the Montana Credit Union League. So I've had vast experience within credit unions and then also a great opportunity on the league side to really get a chance to see the movement from two different levels. Yeah, I think that your career trajectory is really interesting because not only have you just spent a wealth of time within the credit union movement, but you've had that perspective of being on the credit union side and also being 
on the league side. So seeing those different perspectives. So CUNA's Women in Leadership Issue Brief found that a majority or 51% of credit union CEOs are women, which is amazing. And as I said, you bring really valuable perspective as a CEO within the league system. And what I think is significant is that women are really well represented in staff and leadership roles at Montana's credit unions. So I'd like to know how you view the trajectory of women's leadership within the movement based on your own experience and what you've observed. I have been blessed to find lots of opportunity for growth in the credit union space. Every credit union that I worked for, I had an opportunity to build new programs or try new jobs. So I feel personally like the credit union movement is very welcoming to women. I did have one experience very early on in my career when I was fighting for more money, um, or I should say equal money to what male counterparts were paid for the same job. And I was told that, you know, I didn't have a family to feed. And at the time, I didn't have children. When I look back on my career, it's really the only time that I felt less than or that my gender in any way hampered me. Thankfully, the credit union rectified that pretty quickly. And so from my perspective, I do feel that the credit union movement has been and is a welcoming place for women. I love that 51% nationally of our CEOs are women. We in Montana mirror that almost exactly. We're right about 50% of our CEOs being female. And senior leadership, I don't have the uh, statistics for that. But in Montana, I would tell you that also very close to equal or, or maybe even greater are the female leaders in executive roles. So from my perspective, again, it is a place where women from our very beginnings have been celebrated and recognized as leaders and having potential for leadership. It's really encouraging to hear that in a lot of ways, things have changed for the better. And some of that has been education and putting policies into place that ensure that women and men have equal opportunities to advance through their careers. So I'd like to know what practices or policies are important to have in place to support women progressing in their credit union careers and advancing into those leadership roles? I think there are really three areas that credit unions and the credit union space should focus on as champions for females. The first one being education. I think education is the cornerstone for advancement in a lot of areas. And certainly education is the one asset that can never be taken away from an an individual. And so I strongly recommend that credit unions have policies in place to offer tuition reimbursement, even if it's as simple as paying for books or a portion of tuition to help women and men as well to advance in their careers and gain additional 
resources and opportunities. I also believe that flexible scheduling is critical for not just females, but certainly is critical for females. I remember when I was, you know, the mother of a, of a young child, flexibility was extraordinarily important for me to be able to get her to school on time and be able to be active at her school and actively engage in her life. And then lastly, and this is an area that I am thankful we as a movement and really we as a society are focusing on, and that is a focus on diversity in general. And so focusing on the fact that women bring a unique perspective and unique energy to the workforce. And so those, again, would be the three areas that I would focus on for policies or practices, education, flexible schedules, and diversity. Yeah. And I'd like to pick up on that third one a little bit. I mean, we know that diversity is so important, not only from like bringing unique perspectives to the credit union in terms of strategy and operations and things like that, but also because it just helps us when our credit unions reflect the communities that we serve. And that's really one of the most helpful things that we can do in order to understand community concerns and to be able to address needs of the community with products and services that really are meeting those needs. And another piece that I think goes along with that is the makeup of credit union boards, which we also want to reflect the communities that we serve. One kind of encouraging thing we also know from the brief that women representation on boards is more common at credit unions than banks. So I'd like to know from your relationship with credit unions in Montana, do you have a sense of how consistent that is with Montana's credit union boards? Yeah, so it's very common for our Montana credit unions to have female representation on our boards. In fact, I would tell you that nearly all of them do. As I think through the credit unions and and their makeup, nearly all of them do have females represented on the board. And as you just so eloquently mentioned, it's so important for the community perspective to make sure that boards are reflecting their communities. It's also important, just again, from that diversity of thought, women and men many times approach things differently. And so it's good to make sure that we're creating opportunities in the boardroom to get as many perspectives as we can. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. 